Welcome to Handcrafting Your Retirement with Brett Ramsey from Artisan Wealth Strategies. In this podcast, we help retirees as well as those who are considering retirement overcome generic wealth management advice that limits your future. We do this by handcrafting customized financial strategies centered on your unique lifestyle. Jump on board for this journey where we delve into strategies that can help make your money outlast you as Brett draws from years of experience with guest experts to eliminate cookie cutter saving strategies. Welcome to Handcrafting Your Retirement with your host, Brett Branzi, where we talk about what you want in retirement and how to make it happen. I'm Wendy McConnell. Well, Brett, we're going to talk about something nobody wants to talk about today or something everybody wants to talk about today, depending on, you know, how you look at it. But um, taxes? Yeah, taxes make people nervous, right? So today we're going to talk about how to get a little less nervous. And, you know, I always like to start each one of these episodes with a little bit of a story that I think people can relate to. So... The other day I was taking my, uh, we were going on vacation and I had to, um, we were going on a cruise and the possibility of, you know, being out of the country, we needed to update our passports. So I don't know if anybody's ever tried to do this, but you have to actually schedule an appointment at the post office. So my wife had decided since my son was home from school that, that my job was to take him down and to help him renew his passport which I thought was a very simple thing to prepare for. My jobs were to drive boy to post office, take picture, hand in forms. I thought that was it. When I got there, what I discovered was that uh, we hadn't filled out the forms. We didn't have all the stuff that we needed. And when we did send it off, it was going to be like three months before we got it back. And the trip was only like in four weeks. So what I thought was something fairly simple, which I'm sure everybody's had these kind of situations in their life, turned out to be way more complex than I thought it was because I wasn't really organized. I didn't really have all my stuff together correctly and prepared to get the thing completed. And so I really think what we're going to talk today about with our guest, Mark Crooks, is, is really one of his biggest challenges is getting people organized so that they've got all their information together so that they can correctly complete and fill out their tax return. So that's why I've got Mark here is to help us uh, kind of understand and how to get organized in that regard. And so Mark, why don't you just tell us a little bit about your journey into being a tax preparer and how you got to be where you are today? Thanks, Brett. I um, uh, studied tax uh, accounting and finance in in uh, college, and I was on the path of um, regular uh, CPA path, and and I had chosen corporate accounting as the direction I was going to take, and an opportunity came along to start my own business, and it was a sales business, and I started uh, my first uh, S-Corp when I was 25 years old, and what I learned for the next 20-some-odd years were the tricks of the trade, if you will. And I found out that uh, there, there are certain tricks of the trade. And so I, I did my own taxes with my background. Unfortunately, I was an industry that I was not going to be able to stay in and retire from. So uh, about 20 years, I transitioned to the tax business. Um, the first thing I found out was, back to your, your point, is people had been conditioned to hurry up and get their taxes prepared because April 15th wasn't far away. Well, that conditioning has led to a lot of people rushing 
to get their taxes done before they have all the tax information. And for the last 20 years, I've helped uh, individuals, small businesses, uh, and some trusts get their taxes prepared in a more calm, organized way. Each year, I send each client a tax organizer, which helps them go through and prepare, like you said, to get all the documents that they're going to need to prepare their tax return, rather than doing it as fast as they can to be able to do it as thorough as they can. That way, we don't have uh, a lot of mistakes uh, and having, having to file amended returns. But you're absolutely right. My career has led to a, a, a belief that uh, patience is a good thing when working with the IRS and preparing your taxes. Well, I appreciate that background, Mark, that you've experienced personally in, in you know, owning and operating your own business and, and that insight that you have from your experience, I think really helps your customers and, and our customers that work with you as, as many of our existing clients are, are your clients as well. And and we've really developed that that trust in each other over the last several years to know that, you know, key thing for our clients is that is exactly like you said, is that they don't want to have to what I call do things twice. I was a big guy in my manufacturing days, as we always talked about trying to make as few what I call errors to start with. It was much harder to rework and fix things after you'd already messed up than simply doing them right the first time. And um, you know, in the woodworking analogy here, we always use it at artisan wealth and more handcrafting things is we like to measure twice and cut once, right? So uh, I think that, that that's also an appropriate kind of thing. So when you're starting to work with, with individuals in particular, um, as, a, as opposed to business owners, what are some of the biggest challenges and hurdles you see for them in terms of just getting themselves organized and ready to start the tax preparation process? Well, the first thing is that there's a lot of myths, um, and the myths are, uh, you know, passed down from from years of of tax preparation. I still hear hear terms like the long form and the short form, and uh, those haven't existed in years. But what's happened uh, to the the uh, tax industry or the the IRS, especially since COVID? is they uh, the, the, and created no less than four new tax bills since COVID started. And that changes a lot of the rules about deductions, income, uh, thresholds, and all of those things. So what we have to do is we have to look at each category within a tax return, like income, and realize that there are many different categories and types of income. You can have salaries and wages. You can have investment income. You can also have retirement income, social security, business, rental property, royalties. Each of those types of income have different, somewhat different taxing rules. And so you need to make sure in your planning, as you said, in the end of the year, prior to the first of next year is that you plan for those income sources. And you have to make sure that you have plenty of withholdings or estimated taxes paid. And so we then work to the next area, which is deductions. Of course, 
We've changed that over the years as well. We no longer either itemize uh, or not. We have what's called the standard deduction. And so you need to know what you did in years prior. And if this year you had extraordinary levels of uh, medical spending, for example, or if you bought a home and paid a lot of points, those uh, types of deductions would perhaps give you the opportunity uh, to itemize on that particular year. So be prepared with those types of information. And the tax organizer that I send out to all the clients has very clear sections that they can go through and think about what happened throughout the year and collect those documents all in one place, like you said, at the passport office, to get it done at the same time rather than over a period of time. Have your documents all in one place before you present it to a tax preparer or before you sit down to prepare your own tax return. Well, Mark, I'm really glad that you talked about all of the different categories of income that you see when people are preparing their taxes. That's one of the biggest topics that we discuss with our clients in regards to thinking about how they're going to ultimately, we hate this word, but retire. And to us, retirement is simply a transition from that traditional full-time work to something that's less than that and allows you to kind of change your daily lifestyle. And in doing so, what we're finding is that so many of our clients have income in, in all those different categories. And those different categories of income, as you said so well, have different tax rules associated with them. And we've got to blend all those things together to help our clients find their optimal retirement income strategy. And that's why this topic is so important to me. Because if we can't understand where the income sources are coming from and start to prepare for the different levels of income from each of those different sources, then we can't put your money in the right spot. So one of the big things that all my clients have seen is we talk about where and when. When am I going to get my income? Where is it coming from? And if we know those two things, then we can start to figure out a lot more about how to optimize and get the most out of your tax planning. So with that said, you also talked about deductions and now there's a standard deduction. Are you starting to see like, you know, everybody wants to pay less in taxes, right? That's like the number one question that my clients ask is, Brett, how can I pay less in taxes? So when you're starting to walk through that, we call that tax planning. And that's a little different than tax preparation. So now that we're here at this time of year and people are starting to prepare their taxes, there's not, you know, am I wrong on this market? It doesn't seem like there's a whole lot you can do now to, to, for lack of a better term, lower your taxes since the year is over with already. We're going to be paying, you know, we're going to be preparing taxes for 2022. So kind of how do you walk people through that process? Well, that's exactly right, Brett. Uh, as a matter of fact, I refer to it as that ship has sailed. We have already made the decisions, and now we are reconciling what those decisions were. A lot of people say to me, well, I've already paid the tax on that. Uh, they took it out of my, my check. And I, I, I need to inform people that you're not actually paying the tax at that point. What you're doing is you're having taxes withheld. It's being withheld to go into an account for you. And then after the year is done, 
you have to reconcile all of that. You pull together all that data that we talked about, all the different income categories, all the various deductions, credits, adjustments, and then you determine what your tax liability actually is. Then you deduct from that how much you've had withheld from the various income categories or estimated, and that will determine your refund or how much you owe. And you're absolutely right. At this point, there's very little that can be done um, retroactively. So when we transition to, to tax planning, that's when we want to sit down. And we want to look at a plan that follows a, a multi-year plan. Because in an ideal world, as you go through life, your income years, you continue to expand your income as you become more proficient at your chosen trade or profession. And theoretically, your income goes out to up to the point where you reach your maximum income level. Then once you retire, that income declines down to a more modest income. The reality is you don't need as much income after uh, going through uh, raising children and buying homes and all of that. So it makes sense. But the associated tax rates are what we're talking about, because as that income reaches your peak potential, you're at the highest tax rate you'll ever be. And when you start into your retirement years, you'll be at a lower tax rate. And now the planning of that needs to be done so that it graduates and equals out your tax rate so you don't end up going up and down in your retirement based upon decisions you make on the fly that create a particularly high tax rate for that particular year. So you want to have a good financial planner that will help you plan out your entire life in a perfect world and, and of course, adjust to what life's, uh, life gives us and throws at us each year. Well, Mark, I'm really excited about that topic because uh, this ties to one of the other things that we've already talked about in our podcast is um, some of our clients um, have different types of accounts. Some of the accounts are what we call taxable accounts. Some are tax deferred accounts. And we can get into those details and those names a little bit more. But for our clients that have taxable accounts, they oftentimes um, are getting dividends, 1099 interest. They may have had a capital gain where they bought and sold some securities or something else. And that really frustrates them because that's exactly what you're talking about. That creates what I call that lumpy year where you might have a higher income than you normally would, which might move you up into a higher tax bracket or higher level of taxation on your income. And that's where one of the things that we've, we've really tried to help our clients understand when you talked about the new deductions rule is that we need to maybe plan this out over a two or three year timeline in order to get things right. So for example, we have a client who has some charitable needs, but they don't give enough in any single year to itemize their charitable contributions, but they do over a two year period of time. So by utilizing a planning strategy to put those charitable contributions in, in a single year, 
we actually took a, an appreciated asset, something that had a gain on it. We put it into what's called a donor advised fund. And therefore they didn't have to pay the capital gains tax. They were allowed to give to the same level that they were to their charities. But now they had an itemizable deduction in that year, which helped lower their overall tax uh, level. So what we get here is a situation where when we can plan, we can get the outcome that we want in a more tax favorable way. And so that's the difference between tax planning and tax preparation, right? So often to your point, Mark, is that people come in and they want that lower taxes, but they didn't do that planning work. They didn't do this stuff that we needed to do last year or the year before in order to accomplish that. What are some of the other challenges that you see people facing in terms of you know, a lot of our clients are, are getting near or getting ready to retire. Are there any kind of real landmines that they kind of stumble into that they are not thinking about when they hit that retirement age? Uh, I know you talked about some of the things like social security and, and how that might be taxed. And I don't want to get into all the ins and outs, but what are some of those hot spots that people need to watch out for? Well, again, the, the normal path of life is we we uh, have a job and receive a W-2, and we're used to having withholdings uh, withheld from our pay, and uh, it's just a matter of, of uh, following the guidelines for withholdings, and the employer uh, calculates out how much you pay into your account through withholdings. That goes away when you retire. You then have to rely on yourself your tax professional and your financial planner to, to have the withholdings or estimated taxes paid into the system throughout the year so that they avoid penalties. One of the biggest problems I see is the misconception of the IRS penalties. And that can add up real quickly. The reality is, is that when you file an extension from April 15th of six months, and every taxpayer is allowed a six-month automatic extension. You are only filing for an extension to file your taxes, not to pay your taxes. Having said that, you also can't wait till April 15th each year to pay all of your taxes. We have, the IRS has, I should say, a rule called the pay-as-you-go and if you do not pay in what the IRS calls a timely manner, you will be penalized on that. You must pay quarterly at the very least. And then you also need to have withholdings uh, from retirement um, distributions. So what you wanna do is have a very smooth plan throughout the year and pass that along. So there's a failure to pay in a timely manner uh, penalty, which is can be as much as 10%. There's a failure to pay on time penalty, which it can be as much as 10%. And then there's also a separate failure to file penalty. So be aware that during the actual year that we're talking about, you have enough withheld. And if you don't, do make deposits at least by January 15th of the following year. That will avoid the pitfall that you asked just now about, which is sticker shock. When you have your taxes completed, it shouldn't be a complete surprise to you as to where you are. You should have already looked at it 
in the year prior and said, I anticipate that this is approximately what will happen. I'm glad you brought that up because that's something we actually review with all of our clients that are taking distributions from their retirement accounts every year is we always ask them, did you get a refund or did you have to pay some penalties? And the key is to make sure that we're not in a situation where we're paying penalties and we don't want a big refund either because that means we've withheld too much. So we want to try to balance it out and keep it as smooth as possible. Now, one of the other things that you brought up there, I think, is why one of the things that we're working on really strongly here at Artisan is to help our clients figure out how to prepare better and plan better for their taxes. So in the fall, our clients will receive uh, an opportunity to give us last year's tax return. We'll upload that tax return into our software that analyzes and looks for opportunities to optimize their tax situation relative to their income levels. And we won't get into all those different scenarios today. That'll probably be a different podcast down the road. But as a kind of the seed that we want to plant here is right now you're preparing taxes and you're getting them done and submitted to the IRS. We need to be planning for 2023's tax return during 2023. We typically like to do that late summer, early fall, so that if we need to make some changes, we have enough time to do that before the end of the year. And so that's kind of the call to action here for our listeners is to make sure that you're not confusing these two things. Don't show up at Mark's door with a bunch of pa papers and say, hey, Mark, get me lower taxes. It's a little too late for that, right? Yeah, it is. And so what we need to be doing is working with Mark and Brett in advance for next year's returns so that we get the outcomes that we want. So those are kind of the key things that I want people to be thinking about today is right now is get organized, right? Get all of your papers pulled together. Use the kind of uh, process that Mark's laid out here where we get to document kind of these are the things you need to have before you go meet with your tax preparer, because if not, you're going to get sent home kind of like a uh, kind of a bad report card at school. You got to take it home to mom and dad and and uh, bring it back and get it signed by the teacher kind of a thing. But we don't want that. So we got to get organized before we go. If we don't have everything, don't go right? Make sure you've got everything. But then let's really start thinking about next year's return, which means this year's income, deductions, et cetera. Let's do that analysis. And that's one of the great opportunities that we offer here at Artisan is that combination of not only the tax preparation, but the tax analysis so that we can really be planning well and getting the most out of our tax situation. So those are the key things that we want our, our listeners to hear about today. That's right. And don't go back to the passport office until you have all your documents put together. Is that what you're saying, Brett? Still haven't gone back to that passport office yet, <laughs> because that means I've got to fill out that form again that I didn't know how to fill out the first time. It asked me a lot of questions I wasn't prepared for. I thought it was already filled out. My wife said, you have an appointment. I thought I was done just showing up at the appointment. Men. Yeah, we're not very smart animals, Wendy. We know that, right? You're, you're passport expert with you. <laughs> it's like, I don't know why my wife ever sends me to the doctor with the children. It's just because there's that thing that you got to fill out when you sit down in there about the medical history. And I'm asking at one point in time, my children are older now, but I remember I had like my four-year-old son and I was like, have you ever had any of these things? 
<laughs> he's like, yeah, I don't know, dad. And I'm like, well, I don't either. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what happens if I don't check the right boxes. And so that's why we got to have that history. That's one of the other things that, that Mark didn't bring up today, but he does a great job of laying out what's happened in the past and comparing it to the current year so that you can look for, for the differences and seeing patterns and things that change. Um, and that helps, I think, just as a reality check to make sure you're not doing something stupid. Um, but really the key here is making sure that we're, we're getting organized, but then let's start planning the outcome we want. Let's not act like taxes or something. That's like a mystery. I loved it when Mark said, it's not a myth, you know, there's all these false things. There's no magical tax fairy out there. That's like, Ooh, this is the rule today. I mean, when they change, they announce it. It's been annoying. As he said, there's been four major tax changes in like the last four years, which means he and his job and my job get a little bit more complicated because we got to learn about them. But once we know the rules, hell, let's just follow the rules correctly and make sure that we get the most juice out of this lemon we can because uh, we know the rules and we can uh, use them appropriately. Like I said, I, I'm a big fan of uh, there's a this phrase that is give unto Caesars that which is Caesars, but Caesar makes the rules. So once we know his rules, let's only give him the absolute minimum that we have to. Let's not give him any more. Well, it's interesting you you bring it up in that way because um, that's exactly the way that we look at it is uh, whether you use financial planners or tax preparers, and specifically if you are clients of both Brett and I, use us as resources. We have the ability within our own areas of responsibility to be a great resource to you to get that planned out and don't look at it as um, trying to, to not inform all the information. Because if Brett has all the information uh, about the financial uh, assets and, and your particular investment um, strategy, the information on your investment goals, and your tax planner has your overall tax plan, then they can work with the tools that they have to try and give you the best laid out plan so that when you go to the IRS, you have all of your ducks in a row. Absolutely. The other thing that I'd like to say is that the IRS, I call them the new uh, kinder, gentler IRS. Uh, there's a lot of anxiety about the IRS out there, and they've really backed away from that. They want to work with taxpayers. They want taxpayers to understand, and they are glad to assist taxpayers. So use your, your professional financial advisor and your tax preparer to communicate um, what it is that's in your best interest when it comes to the IRS or your state Department of Revenue. Okay. Well. Thank you very much for all of that information. Brett, you have a workshop coming up, correct? Yes, ma'am. We do. Um, the dates can be found on our website. You'll be able to see the different events. We've got one coming up on actual this topic, which is how to be basically a tax savvy investor. And then the other thing that's coming up is one of our other episodes recently was on social security. You can also sign up for a workshop on learning how to uh, understand and maximize your social security benefit as best as possible. So that's why all of my friends and family always go to www, that worldwide web out there and artisanwealthstrategies.com. And they learn all kinds of amazing, wonderful information. All in the interwebs. 
all in the interweb. All right. Well, thank you, Mark. And thank you, Brett. And thank you for joining us today. Please like, follow, and share this podcast. Until next time, I'm Wendy McConnell. Thank you for listening to Handcrafting Your Retirement. Visit our website at www.artisanwealthstrategies.com or give us a call at 317-660-2855. And don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Artisan Wealth Strategies. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA, SIPC.